and good day. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of uh, a couple of drop kicks from the Witten Oval, the Western Bulldogs Football Club Supporters Podcast, uh, made by supporters for supporters. Uh, Nick Murray, you are up and about this week, I expect. Oh, let's go, doggies. How about that for a weekend of football? I tell you what, Jace, they're, they're all the pundits and all the the uh, experts are saying, you know, after that Friday night um, game that uh, there was already one winner, but the dogs came out and they really showed that, no, 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 it's for us. We're, we're ready. We'll show you. If you reckon you can go that good against one team, we'll go that good against our team and we'll see who gets up at the top. But it was a, a, it was a game. performance, wasn't it? Have you seen a better performance this year? No, no, I don't think so. I think this is like there's been some... Some demolitions. There's been some, you know, really slick movement of um, of the ball, but um, but just it was like watching watching a training drill almost. I hate to say that for the Port Adelaide supporters out there. Well, it might have been the training drill we had to have, given that the South Australian government wouldn't let us have a, a training session before the actual game itself. So, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. maybe that's how we treated the game, or well, maybe that's how Port Adelaide treated the game because they were standing there like uh, witches' hats for a good yeah. part of the for a good part but of the they, game. Yeah, but it was it was I was just amazing that that first ten minutes of football, it was just just dominance, absolute dominance. Really, um, it was it was not expected at all. I think, but in the end, with our bulldog um, sort of mantra behind us and the worries of, of games of past, and we just didn't know. Even if it was a great start, there was worries. Jace, you, where, when did when did your worry sort of stop? That's my big well. There's a couple of um, um, golden rules in um, um, AFL matches. One is the five goal rule. If you get five goals up, it's pretty difficult for the opposition to come back, but it can happen. Um, the other golden rule is uh, the first to 100 points wins. Um, so um, you know th- those two things happen. Well, the first one happened pretty quickly, um, and the second one happened late in the game. So. Um, Given how how much um, prelim heartbreak we've experienced over the years, take nothing for granted. Um, but funnily enough, Port Adelaide's probably got as a miserable prelim um, record as we do, and they just added another terrible um, uh, episode to that um, terrible record as well. So um, we've got a bit of ground to cover, Nick. Um, mm. let's, let's do the um, AFL match review for let's, the let's exhilarating prelim, and then um, we'll touch on a couple other things. I want to have another look at uh, um, Legends of Bulldogs past, and again, I've tapped into the 2016 Premiership team. I think we've got to grab another one out there. Some some inspiration in terms of some of the um, the um, the heroes. Um, of, of that team. And there's another one that we want to jump into as well. We'll, we'll jump into that uh, um, premiership player later. But do you want to start us off with um, the match review, um, Port Adelaide prelim in Adelaide? Oh, absolutely. Well, it, it, it actually started oh, probably straight after the, uh, the Brisbane game. The, the, the boys were chucked on the plane and they're heading off to start their 14-day um, um, basically quarantine um, over, over there. And uh, and then we sort of got there. The, the boys are in their rooms doing all the good things. Um, and then we have our little um, training sort of sessions in between leading up to the game. But uh, like you said before, the, uh, the the lovely people of uh, of uh, Adelaide and and uh, weren't too keen on the dogs getting out to have a bit of a run, Jace. And it was I think the health that- officials. It was the health officials in Adelaide, but it, it had a bit of a conspiracy to it. I just yeah. felt it wasn't right. It was the continuation of the, the hatred that we get from South Australia. So 
Um, um, Bevo played it beautifully, though. He sort of picked it up as uh, a bit more evidence. It's us against the world. Mm. And it played into um, this, um, you know, um, uh, our backs against the wall. Um, we've, we're, we're against everybody and we've got to take them on. They don't realise how big our hearts are. Um, so certainly it played into the doggy's hands and they certainly lifted for the occasion when they got out there, didn't they? Oh, absolutely did. Now, there were some some changes that we had to do into the side, Jace. We had... Um... We had Keith sort of getting a bit of a bit of a sore hammy, a bit of a tight hammy, and he was uh, replaced in the side, I think, by Cordy, wasn't it, Chase? I think that's right. Yep, that's right. And yep. um, and we also had um, our, our little pocket rocket flea, uh, Waitman, um, sort of running to a former uh, Western Bulldogs uh, player and premiership player as well, Marcus Adams, and uh, had some... Uh, Head soreness was that how it was described? I think, which eventually they uh, said it was no. called a head knock. It wasn't called concussion at the time, so no. I think they were um, being modest in terms of what they thought um, was required. But the protocols in um, the AFL protocols for concussion were, f- were followed, so he he wasn't available for that game. So um, we had Johansson coming in um, to replace him on yep. the night, um, and um, there were some real questions asked of the ability of the doggies to get up when you had two of those really big name stars out for the night mm. um, and certainly, you know, um, people in the, the AFL media were, weren't giving us much of a chance. And um, certainly I think um, Port Adelaide um, with a full team uh, rested playing at home, fit players certainly um, um, perhaps took, took on a bit of an arrogant view about how well they'd done the night and that they, it was their night uh, to win it. Um, but that's not how it transpired, Nick. No, no, the uh, no, absolutely didn't. We also had um, Scott as the Medi sub as well. We can sort of he had a bit of a play in the second half, um, but it did sort of start a bit, um, a bit interesting. Um, it was like we've sort of come off a really, really tough game against Brisbane. Um, one, you know, one point uh, tap through uh, to, to put us in front, and a, and a, a, a challenging sort of thirty seconds after that to sort of control and win the game in the end. We talked about that last episode. Um, but we had some um, some really uh, interesting sort of start off. You, you had, had the, the great setup. You had you had uh, the Rolls-Royce in the middle. You had uh, Bottom Pally, McRae. Um, you also had uh, Libera as well. And 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 also the return. We had a Ruckman. We had, we had a first Ruckman this time, Nick. The return of of, uh, of of Steph Martin as well. We've got to talk about him coming in for Lewis Young. Um, and so he he was back too. And I think just that presence. I don't know if you noticed that at all, Jace, but the, the presence of Steph Martin with a, with a bit more of a um, an elder statesman type um, presence in the middle. A big body. A big body. Um, yeah, you know, be able to push it, push the. Um, I think Scott Lysett on the on the other side around a little bit and just hold his spot. A bit better, um, just really set up the, the first bounce. And well, it did. A- it was um, had a go. It went. Um, Steph Martin wins a tap to Bontempelli. Um, no, to Libba, yep. to Bontempelli, and then kicks forward to the goals. Um, and it's, um, off a, um, a marking contest, and um, um, English hand, handballs it to Bailey Smith, who continues his merry merry way from last week, mm. and kicks the first goal. And it was on. It was absolutely on. And it, it's, I think one one big thing you always have to sort of take on is when you go to a, a very one-on-sided ground like Adelaide Oval was on that day, you get the crowd out and they're done. 
And, that's, and I think that's just what happened. Well, they're very well, quiet to begin with, weren't they, in the beginning of the game? Yep, and they stayed quiet as well. Um, and so the ball went back into the middle again. We had an, and bounced up and down again. And we had our next next uh, next run in, um, which was a, a big grab from Aaron Norton as the ball sort of got kicked in. Uh, Vandermeer. Vandermeer, actually. Vandermeer. Yes, Vandermeer off a pass. Uh, took oh, that's in the pocket. Yep. Um, and then kicked truly. So made up for, um, added to his um, inspirational point from the week before with a, with a goal to start. That's right. um, and and it, was, then, it was a, um, and it also was a, a, a great um, sort of kick in from Trelaw, who, who got a bit of grief from. Uh, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Those he was up and firing. So, yeah, the story, yeah. one of the, probably the story of the week in terms of the criticism he got for his performance against Brisbane and yeah. certainly um, on the training track and then in the game itself started with a lot of fire and passion and dogginess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was winning contested balls and he was um, taking the ball and running and he was um, doing those little things, which mean a lot in these type of games, the handball out to someone with a bit more space. And this case, it kicked to Vandermeer um, at the back of the back of the pack um, to take a good mark. So he was up and about in the beginning, just as um, the Batori and the other centres were. Mm. Um, interestingly, um, the um, um, Port Adelaide didn't put their tagger, um, Drew, out on Libertori at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I think they, they, the, stand, the standard practice is that they would wait a while and then bring their tagger in. But that meant that Libertoria had a great start and, and a lot of easy disposals and um, key contested position wins um, in the middle of the ground to get us up and about. And then, as you said, the, the third the third goal was an Aaron Norton grab. Um, did you note, note what was happening in the um, in the in the uh, back line there in terms of the positioning of Shaki and yeah. English and yeah. um, how that gave space to Aaron Norton in the beginning and, of the game? Yeah, that, that was a big sort of uh, sort of worry as well. Lear Lear is, is quite dominant when it comes to sort of leaping over and, and sort of taking those great contested marks. And there was basically Shaki, what I could sort of see, Shaki was playing that defensive forward role to... So Shaki in attacky became the backy again. Is that yeah, what happened next? Shaki backy in attacky. That's what it sort of was. I'm doing a bit more of the backy stuff. Um, and, and that was that was the thing. He did a great, great job on Lear Lear, just sort of stopping him from getting that run in into those contested mark situations and, and that that extra pressure and um, sort of you know, extra body around that area just allowed Norton to get his get his hands on on the ball so quickly and, and start to build his confidence up really really um, really quickly so and and that's sort of what came through with his you know strong grab and and goal with you know about 20 meters out so um, and that and it sort of just continued on on from there there was a, a bit of um, some who's and ours on the other side. And I think it was a 50 meter penalty. And then with the ball being kicked, I think from, um, I think it was from Hunter to a, a Mitch Hannon coming off the bench um, and taking a really strong mark as he was sort of running uh, towards the flight of the ball. Um, and he lined up to get uh, the dog's fourth goal. Um, yeah. So strong mark. This is um, why Mitch Hannon was um, brought back into the team. Um, was that strong contested mark, um, um, speedy leads, um, an accurate kicks for goal, and um, of all the nights to play, probably his best game at, at, at the Bulldogs. This was the night, wasn't it? Mm, and, it and it was, and and he and he was um, he was firing up. I think absolutely he was. Um, so by this but, stage, we've, we've we've got four four on the trot um, without a reply at this point. And mm. this was the same, similar to the same start we had against Port Adelaide in round twenty three, and it felt a bit like deja vu that we jumped them again at the beginning of the game, but worried that they'd come back again. Um, but Bontempelli um, um, won a bit better than four four goals start, and he he added a fifth um, to the side. And um, you know the small groups of Bulldog supporters. There was one group behind one of the goal 
the goals at Adelaide Oval and another one in one of the pockets on the other end um, in a huge mm. mass of Port Adelaide supporters. They were up and about and they were jumping and screaming. And it was, um, you know, as you said, um, a very quiet um, reaction from the Port Adelaide supporters who were a bit stunned by the start of the doggies. Yeah, and it wasn't until uh, very, you know, again, later in the, into the first quarter when uh, Ollie Wines um, got a forward clearance and, and kicked a goal to put Port finally on the score properly, uh, on the board properly. Um, and that was uh, sort of got the crowd up a little bit, but but the dog said, no, 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 no. Have you met Bailey yet? Well, they, they weren't done, were they? Uh, Bailey had started us off, but he wanted another one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He wanted, he wanted another one. So he snapped one out from 45 out. And then and to finish off with and the control was still there. The dogs were just still being so dominant around the ball and, and with the concession contested possessions, um, ended up uh, getting the ball to Hannon with with seconds to go and in, into the into the end of the first quarter, and he kicked Crawley as well. And so to finish off that quarter, it was the, the best first quarter I think for the dogs for the whole year, um, kicking seven seven goals two forty four. It was probably one of the worst starts for um, for Port Adelaide that season at one one seven, and there was just and there was just dominance, Jace dominance, and if we we love our little contestant possessions sort of stat, and mm. uh, it was plus twenty three to the dogs. And yeah, not that, sure whether this is like the highest um, differential contested possessions um, for uh, first quarter mm. um, this year um, at least, or um, since Champion Data had been recording the the, the stat itself. So incredible differential between um, the Bulldogs and um, Port Adelaide in that first quarter. Um, a real sign that the doggies were in for the hunt and were mm-hmm. putting their bodies on line, putting their heavy um, heavy bodies around the ball and, and doing whatever it took to win that contested possession um, and just leaving um, the Port Adelaide team, coaching staff and, and the majority of the supporters at the ground absolutely stunned. But, geez, um, what, a, what a start to... A game for the doggies, you know, peaking at the right time with all the concerns we had at the tail end of the year with that drop in form and drop games. So they're really picking up momentum and form leading through those final finals game. And, and it just peaked in the first quarter in a prelim. And, and that's what it was. It was just, it was just amazing to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was only just to sort of see what was, what was coming up next, Jakes. You know, where, where were we going to next? Was, was there going to be a bit of a, a levelling out, which can happen sometimes when you, you go fast-paced to begin with, but that really wasn't the case at all. Um, so starting with the second quarter, Port was starting to get their contested possession uh, game uh, sort of running again, um, and they were able to score their first goal from a, a bit of a, a faked handball and a... And a yeah, um, Dan Houston in um, Centre yeah. Square and um, Bated. Law into moving on the mark, earning 50 metre penalty, which put them back on back on uh, the scoreboard. Um, but then um, we got um, um, the ball down the other end, and Aaron Norton took another strong contested mark and, and kicked his second. So a quick reply to um, um, Port Adelaide, um, and certainly you know we expected them to come back hard against us, um, but the doggies weren't um, um, letting the foot off the accelerator, and they kept on peppering the goals. For the next uh, 10 minutes, Josh Shackey and Trelaw both managed to hit the post. Mm. Um, and then um, Joe Hansen managed to kick uh, truly for, for the doggies again. And then we had Hannon kick his third goal of the night, um, which extended the lead out to 52 points um, before Bona for um, Port Adelaide um, kicked, kicked one for the Powers. Um, but then then, the, then the, the goal, the reign of goals continued again with um, goals to Rourke 
um, Smith and Bond and Pally. So and by the end of the end of the half, it was 12 goals, 880 uh, to three goals, 422, a huge deficit um, at half time. And the Doggies had put in um, an incredible half of football. Um, the, the speed and the run and the determination across the ground was just incredible. Um, and certainly um, the engine room was um, purring. Um, that Rolls-Royce engine room that we always talk about was um, 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 dominating possessions in the middle of the ground and um, our um, outside runners were just moving moving and um, creating um, ball movement right across the ground. Um, but by this stage, Nick, um, you're up by 52 points at um, halftime or, or around about that, 58 points, sorry. Um, very difficult to come, come home from a 58-point deficit, but um, it still didn't feel like we were counting our chickens um, at that point. Absolutely not. I think if you, you sort of think back to t- in, in moments in, in our um, prelim past of moments where we have been, had the lead and, and been dominant for most of the game, only to sort of something happen um, and, you know, like a movement of a... Um, um, of a Jarman into the back of the forward line or something like that. I was thinking, where's Jarman? Where is he? We're in the right mm. area. They could be the pulling ghost, out the ghost Jarman. Bloody Jarman. But um, but yeah, it was. It, it, it was you, your, your confidence was building, but that you were still nervous. You still just didn't know what was going to happen. Um, you know, you know, who know? You know, would there be a, a, an injury? Because you know, you don't know. You just don't know how the gods are going to be playing with us. Um, but it was. It was it was nice. I think after after the uh, after half time, starting to feel better. How are you feeling, Jason, at this moment? What was your household looking like? Is, was it? Um, everyone was pretty nervous watching it on the telly um, and um, glued to um, the uh, the coverage of the game. Um, but certainly thrilled and happy that the doggies were um, up by a huge lead and every goal up up and up and um, cheering for every goal that um, clicked over so I'm really really happy at that point but again you take nothing nothing for granted and um, certainly um, you're, you've got another half of four to play and um, you, you don't count it until um, the final game's over but really pleased with um, the performance of the entire team on, on the night there were no passengers everyone was really committed to the cause to play their part. Mm-hmm. Um, even um, in the back line, when the ball did go into forward entries for Port Adelaide, our backs six were doing an incredible job. So um, Bailey Dale was was great. Um, Daniel, Cordy, Gardner, Woody and Duray were just incredible um, um, performances, um, keeping um, um, Dixon and Marshall um, quiet. Um, and certainly the dangerous um, um, small forwards, Gray and Rosie um, and, and Butters and others, under control. So um, incredible performance in the night. And I suppose when we're kicking all of those goals and winning all that position in the middle, you forget about the, the full um, team, full performance by the team, but everyone was playing their part on the night. Yeah, and that's, that's what they were. Um, so coming into the uh, the third quarter, you've got a lovely little stat there, Jace, uh, that... Uh, no well, I didn't realise at the time, Nick, I, I, had my, I had my rules about uh, five goal... Yeah. Um, the five goal rule and the 100-point rule, but there, but there was some stat that says that um, no... No team has overcome a halftime deficit of more, more than fifty-two points. So um, I didn't know that stat at the time. It's <laughs> just something I picked up later in a in a review of the game. Uh, but the, the third quarter is perhaps the the, the only time that um, uh, Port Adelaide gave a bit of a whimper in relation to um, coming back and had a bit of a run of goals. Um, Dixon got Port back um, back um, on the scoreboard with a goal in the first goal of the second half, and then Marshall um, slotted um, another goal one minute later, and then Marshall again. Had a kick for goal um, in front of goal and um, with Bont on the mark, 
um, kick truly. Um, so we had three goals on the trot there. And so mm -hmm. you, with the ability of Port Adelaide to score a number of goals very quickly, and we saw that in um, round 23, yeah. um, a little bit nervous, but, uh, you know, um, still um, comfortable with the lead. Uh, but it was a, a, a great um, score review, Nick. It was a hand um, of God moment, Jace. <laughs> is it what it was? A hand yeah, of Diego God. Maradona sort of came onto the Adelaide Oval. Um, just yes. fingers. Well, what happened, Nick? It was almost going back to the centre bounce, wasn't it? It was basically there. But you know, after every, especially during the finals, after every goal, they do a quick goal review and they had a look and they saw that uh, Marcus went, you know, uh, right side up instead of doing two hands at the same time. And that was uh, that was telling. And mm. we could see his index finger going bent backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards as it was touching the ball. And so you know what that means, Jace. It's touched back back to the uh, back to the square. The uh, it was, goal. and I, I think I think the Port Adelaide supporters didn't know what was happening at that point because it mm. wasn't a um, adjudication at the time between the fieldy and the the goal umpire. That guy, as you said, gone back to the middle. And there was, it's always confusing for supporters to expect um, those goal reviews to be initiated by um, a conversation between the goal umpire and the fieldy. Um, in this case, it's been picked up by the man in the sky who's actually um, um, reviewed the, the kick for goal. And as you say, uh, the bond was um, um, leaped just enough to get the tips of his fingers to it. And, and when you look at the review, it looked like a clear um, touch of the ball. So um, um, thankfully, um, that slowed momentum. And that, that seemed to me to be the only point where um, Port Adelaide were able to get a bit of a run and, and threaten any 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 competitive advantage to the doggies. So um, the doggies, I think, also at this point um, played a bit of a different game than they had for the first half in relation to um, gun and run um, goals and um, scoring. They seem to um, slow the game down at this point and um, move the ball around the ground a bit more, hold possession, run down the clock a bit. And I think it was a case of also... Um, taking the ball off Port Adelaide, who had a bit of a run, um, and um, slowing or ending their momentum in that part of the quarter. And given that you're up by over 50 points at that point, um, you still you still want to um, 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 you still got time to to run the clock down. Yeah, and that, that's what and that's one of the telling things that we noticed was that uh, it wasn't until the 14th minute mark um, until we actually got a, a goal on the board with uh, uh, Shaki sort of um, Shaki getting... contested mark. Yes, uh, with, yeah, absolutely it was. And uh, slotting one from the uh, from the pocket. He had a couple of goes, I think, that quarter from that same spot. So mm. it was nice that he did actually get one through there. And he's, uh, his skill, I just want to point out with him, his um, presence on the ground, he's, uh, after we, we, like, we, we saw how we went in that Richmond game, you know, earlier in the season, it was a bit of, oh, what's he doing over there? He looks a bit lost. Lack but of confidence, he, yeah, fumbling. He, He's going very good now. I think he's he's found his spot. He's that. It almost reminds me of um, how uh, Cordy was used in 2016 as a defensive mm. forward. He's got that skill now of being able to to basically work on a player, um, cut you know, break someone, you know, break the other team, um, rebound players down like like with a Lear Lear, um, and just really be damaging at the same time. So, and that's, I think that's what we've seen the last couple of weeks with Josh. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's very good to see. Um, so the, the next goal was probably um, one of the favourites for the night with um, Adam Trelaw receiving a pinpoint pass from Libertore near um, the, from the boundary towards the, the 50 um, and then running on to, to kick a goal and the running, um, running into the forward 50. So, uh, you know, um, we just love to see Trelaw um, have a run and have a bounce 
um, and then slotting the goals from just inside 50 was a real highlight of the quarter as well. So the doggies um, back again um, on, on the scoreboard. Shaki had another attempt um, after the siren, but um, uh, missed. Um, so we ended up leading um, at three-quarter time, 14-12, 96 uh, to five goals, at 38 at three-quarter time. So um, comfortable lead um, and just needing to um, get through 30 minutes um, um, to um, book ourselves a, a date in the big dance. How did we go in the last quarter, Nick? Well, the uh, well starting off the last quarter, we did have some medi subs happening. We had Marshall um, off for, for the power, and uh, Sam Palpepper came on as a bit of a uh, nuggety uh, force to go into that forward pocket sort of role that he does, and on the ball as well. Uh, Vandermeer um, also went off, uh, was subbed off as well. There was a bit of a, a twinge to his uh, hamstring, which was um, tightness, just, yeah. Yeah, bit of tightness there, so he he went off and coming on was our, our one of the subs for us, which was uh, um, Scott. How was it? I don't know. Anthony Scott. Yep. Anthony Scott. That's it. Hey, Scott. Anthony Scott came on, and uh, with him coming on, he got himself a goal. Jace first kick yeah. of the game, and he kicks a goal um, thirty seconds into fourth quarter. I mean, it was it was so it was such a um, quick switch. I didn't even know he was on the ground at this point. So um, I don't know if the commentators were catching up either. Um, but yeah, um, he, he's a goal sneak, and um, I think he'd be thrilled with um, being able to snag one with his first kick in the, in the um, fourth quarter of a free limb. So another goal for the doggies. Um, and then we had um, Baz Linker back on the scene, Nick, uh, marking 60 metres out on the boundary, um, looking like he was too far to kick from goal and on the boundary line, and you're expecting him to wheel around and kick the ball to the top of square. But he just kept on going, and boom, kicked the ball from outside 50, and uh, the ball sails right through. The goal, the goal square through for a goal, Nick. Was that a great goal for the the quarter? Oh, or what? Absolutely, it was. It was. It's. He's like Midas. He's just got the goal touch at the moment. Whenever the ball gets into his hands, you know that something magical is going to be happening with him, and and that's what we saw there with, with and that confidence that he must have at the moment. He could probably. Uh, light up a city, I think. He's got that, so much confidence going. Um, but for him to just go, no, no, I'm on I'm, I'm, I'm the pocket. I'm on the on the boundary. I'm just going to run around, get, t- get 10 metres on this fella and just give it a big hoof. And and that's what he did. It, was, it was, wasn't too high. It wasn't too sh- too low. It was just the right height to just hit the right trajectory. And yeah, it went just, through. Um, Absolutely. Incredible sign of his confidence um, building at the moment and the influence he's having on these games. He's having a great final series. And uh, for a, a player so young, he's um, performing at an extremely high level. Um, we had a, um, uh, a downfield free kick paid to Charlie Dixon and um, he kicked the ball uh, for a goal for Port. And then um, we had just enough time, Nick, to um, um, get another um, interaction with Bailey Smith on the night, a, a long bomb into um, uh, the doggies forward line, uh, marking contest, um, ball goes to ground. And then I think there's a couple of um, Port players and Bailey Smith and um, the balls um, bounces both behind them towards goal. And um, Bailey Smith's got enough pace to sort of outrun them and soccer the ball through for another goal. And he's kicked four for the night. So he's um, um, bettering his record in the semifinal against uh, Brisbane Lions with um, a four-goal effort on the night, another outstanding performance. Um, so in the, in the end, the Doggies um, got up a 17-14 116 to Port Adelaide, 6-9-45, um, a dominant um, victory and um, booking ourselves uh, another opportunity to, to um, um, try out for the Premiership Cup on, come a couple of Saturdays away. Yeah, that's right. And we had, and it was, like you said before, Jay, so it, it was a, a whole team effort, but we had some some stars 
um, just doing what they need to do, like they always do. We had Jackson McRae with 36 disposals, four, 14 contested possessions and 75% uh, uh, disposal efficiency. Um, you talk about Bailey Smith with 23 disposals, 11 contested possessions and four goals. Bonton Pally, uh, we'll do a bit of a bot watch in a moment with 20 disposals, nine contested possessions, two goals, 80% efficiency. Um, Bailey Dale from the halfback line, um, damaging again uh, with 24 disposals, 83% efficiency. And uh, our little liver uh, with 19 disposals and 12 contested possessions. Um, a lot of those um, positions coming in the first half of the game. Um, he did have a bit more attention um, for the second half, but um, caused a lot of damage in the first quarter and the first half. Um, Hannon, uh, 14 disposals, uh, five marks, three goals. Norton, 11 disposals, nine marks, two goals. Um, Shaki in a, in a great performance, 10 disposals, six marks and one goal um, and a real nullifying effort on a Lear Aaliyah. Um, and special um, word for uh, Trelaw, 23 disposals, nine tackles, 11 possessions and one goal. Um, but um, credit also, as I said, to the back six and um, also to Steph Martin for a solid performance in the ruck all night, giving a bit more certainty to the mids in terms of where that ball was going to drop. Yeah, that's it. and that's what it is as well. And it just just having that um, that seasoned ruckman in the in the, the team as well just allowed um, English to play that, um, that that role in the forward line, which is what we've been wanting him to be doing, which we were doing so well at the start of the year when we had both of them in. Um, just having that extra uh, extra tall just to make it really challenging for for the back line of, of any side. Um, and it was just sort of great to have that balance coming back in again, Jace. Yeah, so um, Doggies um, uh, bested them on tested possessions, 166 to 136. Um, um, better them on clearances, 41 to 35. Inside 50, 60 to 48. Um, we were a bit more even with hitouts. Um, we lost the hitouts 24 to 49, but good performance by Steph and, and English around the ground. Um, and the doggies um, just um, um, cleaner into the forward. 50 and, and goal opportunities with 12 goal assists to four and accuracy in front of goals of 54% to 28%. So um, made the chances, um, got the forward 50s and took took the opportunities um, when we had them. So um, a crushing um, victory by the doggies against Port Adelaide. So um, roll roll on to um, September Glory and um, the, the grand final in Perth. Yeah, and it's um, and it, that's what it was for the dogs. They, they basically game done. Um, had, they had a little bit of a jump around uh, after the game with the lights off, which sneakily sort of got out of someone's um, someone's phone and been put out to the public. But uh, you, you can just sort of feel that, that they're loving footy at the moment. They're, they're just enjoying every moment. There's every experience and every celebration. It's, it's, it's great to watch that passion and that, that excitement that uh, that all the players are sort of showing at the moment. Yeah, both 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 the uh, the, uh, the main starting team and also um, the, the other um, VFL team players who have also joined them on the on the on the finals campaign. Um, everyone's getting around each other and supporting each other, and that's really healthy and, and good to see. Um, Nick, a few injury worries leading into the grand final. Um, where are we placed at the moment with Keith Vandermeer and Waitman? Well, it's looking at the moment that, um, that that Keith is pretty much he's going to be good to go. I think that there was just precaution. Um, there was sort of conversation saying that uh, Chris Grant, you know, head of the footy department, was saying that uh, if it was the granny, uh, Keith would have been playing that week. 
Um, so he'll be he'll be good to go, and that's what it's looking like with all the training that he's doing at the moment. Um, Cody Waitman um, is looking pretty good to come back as well. Um, he's he's sort of twelve day concussion protocol um, will be finishing up, and he'll be right to go. I think he was ready to go. I think after after the second half of the Brisbane game, the way that he was getting excited. Um, and I guess the only one sort of coming out of the game uh, this uh, on the weekend was uh, was Vandermeer uh, with his um, hamstring tightness. That's just one that we're going to have to be watching, I think. But we're we're hoping that uh, in two weeks of modified training that he should be uh, should be able to come up and and keep his spot on the side. Um, and that's pretty much um, sort of where we're we're at on the injury front. Uh, we're we're going quite well. It's really good management of of, of all the players at the moment. So we're yeah, and I think the uh, the week off will help the doggies more than Melbourne, um, given our injury worries, and also just the way the um, setup for the finals campaigns working with um, um, Melbourne only playing a number of games over, over the four or five weeks, where the doggies mm-hmm. have had a good solid run um, into grand final week with a, a week's rest um, um, plugged in as well. So hopefully that plays to um, the injury worries and and the um, refreshing of the of the teams. Um, and we'll see how that plays on grand final day. We'll have a look at a, um, a full preview of the grand final perhaps next week when we catch up again um, um, yeah. and to look at the um, selected teams and um, a bit of a preview of the matchup. We're one for one um, over the season with Melbourne um, and um, we, we face them as um, the top and the second top team. So it's, it'll be a, a good match to watch and um, the doggies are in a good position to challenge for the premiership. Um, just a bit of a um, look at Bontepelli. He's hidden some good form. Um, at this time of the year. I mean, we've talked a lot about his really impressive season um, and what that means for the opportunities for him to um, win recognition for um, being one of the best players in the league. We're coming up to Brownlow night on Sunday night and he's still in the mix as a potential favourite. How do you think he's going to go on the night? I think he's... he's it's 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 tricky, Jace. That's um, that three, three or four weeks leading into, up to the end of the season. I'm not sure how that's going to impact his... His possibilities of getting um, getting Brownlow votes for that those times through it's going to be close. You've got um, Petrarca and you've got uh, sorry not Petrarca um, uh, Clayton Oliver and uh, Ollie Wines has, has been the two one outstanding. And Jack, Jack Steele from St Kilda is in the mix as well. Yeah, that's it. So um, and I know that uh, Oliver finished quite well of the season, but um, it. It's it's line ball, Jace. There's three or four um, players at the moment who can really come through. Um, Bont is going to be up there. We don't know, you know where it's going to be. He's, he had a fantastic start to the season. His mid mid season as well was 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 exceptional. As and that's when we sort of started that that Bont watch. Um, but uh, yeah, just hoping that uh, those three last weeks of uh, mixed, um, I guess uh, I guess mixed quality of of. Uh, Efficiency in, in in the game was um, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us and and it will be nice to get someone to be uh, wearing Charlie um, to 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 you know because we've got a, a great history of of players who have um, been you know the best in 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 the in the comp our fairest and best in the comp um, you know with Scotty Wind and Libertore and um, and all that other and, and you know, um, sorry Brad Hardy Adam Adam Cooney, Cooney yep. Um, yeah, so we've got it's 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 important. It's a part of part of the dog's fabric, um, having that representation. So I'm just hoping that. Uh, it, so maybe uh, maybe um, it's also an opportunity for him to take the mantle of a, a premiership captain as well. So um, the doggies have only had um, two premierships and two 
premiership captains and this is an opportunity for him to take that ultimate accolade um, to be the, the head of a, a premiership team. Um, I'm sure if, um, if you asked him which he'd prefer, um, the humility of the guy would suggest that he'd, he'd want to captain the team that took home the Premiership Cup. So um, it's difficult to tell how the um, Brownlows sort of play out on the night. Sometimes your teammates take votes off you in the case of um, McRae and, and Libba in the case of Bond and Pally, um, yeah. but also in terms of um, um, Melbourne player Oliver Petrarca um, and some of the Viney and some of those other players, or Max Gorn taking votes yeah. off him as well. So hard to tell how it'll play out. Let's um, stay tuned for the coverage on, on Sunday night. It's going to be an interesting setup over there. The Doggies and Melbourne will be in separate rooms in, um, in the Entertainment Centre at Perth uh, to ensure there's no um, possible issues with COVID. Um, and the rest of the, uh, um, um, the ceremony will be held in different rooms in Perth and across the country. So um, COVID's um, delivered us a really funny setup for the grand final, but um, it's also going to impact the way that the Brownlow runs on the night. Yeah, and it is absolutely. Um, so as it's a tradition to sort of watch the the Brownlow and and wait for three votes, two votes, one votes, um, and so hopefully it'll be a great little watch. Um, and we'll see how it all plays out in the end. Okay, well let's have a look at it um, next week, and um, hopefully we've got good news to share with listeners. Um, I want to take us down um, memory lane again, Nick's with um, Legends of Bulldogs Past, and um, wanted to touch again on. Um, some of that 2016 glory, and I'm trying to think of someone, um, and we've, we've touched on um, um, the performance of a couple of our um, premiership heroes, um, but I thought it might um, also be worth having a look at another hero during the finals campaign and grand final day, um, and that's Dale Morris. Um, so Dale Morris, um, um, Doggy's um, um, mature age um, recruit, um, um, originally um, recruited via Duda Stars and Werribee, uh, picked up by the Doggies, number 19 in the 2005 rookie draft. 190-centimetre um, defender, um, 93 um, kilo, um, kilograms in his playing days. Um, but he had to go the long way in terms of getting into um, the Doggies team and, and um, did a bit of an apprenticeship um, via um, the Doggies affiliate team at the time, Werribee, um, and did four years, I think, in the end, um, playing um, for the Werribee Footy Club before making his breakthrough to be picked up um, in the, uh, the Bulldogs lineup. Um, he um, he's um, initially um, after that um, good um, grounding at Werribee, impressed with his pace, consistency as a defender, and in that um, at um, 2015 season, end of the season with, with 17 games and cemented himself in the in the, in the um, senior list. Um, his performance has built up to a, a stellar year in 2008, where he was an All Australian um, and um, well known for wearing the number 38 um, number for um, all of his career. Um, there was some um, tragedy, some injury um, tragedy with um, Morris. Um, I think he's done his broken his leg and done his knees and his pectoral muscle and head injuries. But I think the worst of all was um, around 21, 2011 against Essendon, where he suffered um, um, a broken um, uh, broken leg, broken tibia in his right leg, which um, ended his season. Um, terrible um, injury to uh, suffer on the ground. Um, and um, something which um, might have um, stopped the career of other footballers, but he returned uh, to play in 2012, but um, suffered a stress fracture on the same leg, which and that injury um, sidelined him for uh, the rest of the season, um, and then made his return again in uh, round one of 2017, um, sorry, 2013. So um, provided that real backbone to the Doggies' back line and played 22 games in 2013. Um, but most remembered, I think, um, um, loved by... Uh, Doggy supporters for his performance 
um, in the finals um, um, campaign in 2016. Do you want to take us through what he what he managed to do in that campaign, Nick? Yeah, so he, he was an integral part in, in that uh, that backline through that finals campaign um, in there with uh, with acting captain uh, Eastern Ward and and, um, and and lots of other. Uh, we at the time we had uh, Marcus Adams and some other ones floating around there as well, um, but it was that was the grand final that he that he's most remembered for, and that was that that, that amazing uh, sort of tackle of of Lance, Lance Franklin in the in the final quarter of the game where the ball sort of. Um, there's a bit of a loose ball get and Franklin picks it up and he was a bit ginger, I think, from a bit of an ankle angle sort of roll, but we won't talk about that, Jace. Um, but he sort of had to sort of take a long way around. And as he was taking a long way around, um, uh, Morris comes along and just takes a great tackle. The ball bounces out. It uh, bounces along and gets into Tom Boyd and Tom Boyd turns around and kicks a long-range goal, which was uh, just outside of the 50. And that was to, to seal the... Uh, Seal the win for the, the dogs and 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 bring them that uh, that drought to an end. Um, yeah, I think um, um, there's interviews um, that Morris has done subsequently um, since that game where he talked about having the best seat in the house um, after mm-hmm. um, bringing Franklin to ground and Tom Boyd picking up the ball and he and he, he could watch um, Tom Boyd fire away outside fifty and he could watch the curve of the ball and he describes it as um, being on a string of a guard or something pulling it back into line. Uh, for the goals and then bounces and then bounces truly through the goals as well. So he describes that as, you know, one of the best sort of experiences he's ever had on the, on a footy field, but he was, he's, there was a hidden story through that finals campaign, Nick, um, he was playing with um, a significant injury. Yeah. A fractured uh, vertebra. And, and if it was going to be any, any, uh, any Bulldogs uh, player during that final series who would be playing with an injury such as that, it would be Dale Morris. And, and the fact that he was able to get through, um, through that game, um, with with the you know, potential soreness that, that he was carrying, um, just amazing. And he was a he, he had a great um, twenty sixteen finals campaign. Jason, he, he um, defensive so so very strong defensively. Um, you know, with the game against West West Coast, um, shutting down the forward line of, of Hawthorne um, in the in that semi final uh, with um, you know some really strong. Um, one percenters uh, coming through, and then his game in, in GWS um, to stop the 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 might of the uh, the Cameron um, Jeremy Cameron and uh, who's the other guy was floating around Patton Patton forward line um, him to, him to take that role in that GWS game um, and yeah, yeah. Off- describes he describes the GWS game as a, a real great experience because um, um, I think you know, a real um, um, club man and, and a real um, real um, supporter of um, um, the, the club and the supporters behind the club. Uh, and he was thrilled that um, that the Doggies had managed to get more supporters up to the GWS prelim final than the home team could could bring to the ground. And um, hearing the roar of the supporters as they came out to um, the um, prelim um, match, he said it was incredible. And he was thrilled when um, a couple of minutes later, the, the same crowd sort of booed the home team as they came out onto the ground as well. He just thought that was uh, an incredible um, thing for the supporters to do. There was some um, story he tells that he actually um, um, did an injury in the warm-up um, where he actually um, landed awkwardly after in a bit of a warm-up exercise and he thought he'd done his Achilles. Um, so he had to get the, um, the physios and the trainers out and he couldn't um, put any um, put any weight on it, but I think they, they did some magic um, with some painkillers and they um, put some inserts into his um, footy boots and got him going again, but a real scare 
at the beginning of the game, even the game against Hawthorne um, with his uh, his back complaints, there was a real concern that it was flaring up again and they wouldn't get him to start in the game. So um, even though you, you laud his performances across those um, finals campaigns, just don't really appreciate um, the, the story behind it and how he was very close to not actually playing in a number of those games. Yeah, absolutely. And I do remember um, on grand final day when all the, our team was sort of getting all ready and then you are seeing Morris getting running over to where the trainers are and they're having a bit of a play with him. You do sort of worry a little bit, but uh, but it just sort of shows the, the, the tenacity that he had to, to be a, a Bulldog campaigner and, and you know, the fruits are in the pudding. Um, so in subsequent years after the... Um, uh, after the uh, the grand final uh, victory, uh, he was he's known for his quick recoveries, and he had, but also his injuries as well. Jace, he he had a bit of a problem with his ACL in twenty eighteen, but was able to mm. come back um, after having a partial tear and was able to come back at the end of the season. Um, in twenty nineteen, he had a, another ACL um, scare, and and he was out of action until round nineteen. Uh, this time he ruptured his ACL. This is the third time in 18 months. Now, one thing I do remember during this time, he was a big fan of bone broth, Jace. Bone broth. All oh, right, it's the secret, the secret, uh, um, secret sauce to get you back from injury. Yeah, breakfast, lunch, and tea. He was doing bone broth, um, and so he was doing that to basically get all those uh, nutrients into his bones and joints and things like that, um, and his all these ligaments, and to sort of get that recovery happening. Um, so, but prior to the uh, part of the 2019 final series, um, he did announce that he was retiring after 253 games. Um, what did uh, Bevo have to say about him? Um, um, well, I mean, it just goes to, um, you know, the, the type of man that um, Dale Morris was around the club and a real resilient and positive character he was in, in, in the football club. Um, we had some comments from um, 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 another um, premiership player, Clay Smith, who had also suffered terrible injuries and they'd sometimes... Um, share recovery together and, and um, 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 Clay Smith talked about how positive uh, Dale Morris was during periods where he was in recovery and a good a good friend and a, a good person to have around while he was um, um, trying to get back from injury. Um, um, Bevo went on to say, you know, he's he's made the, made the place um, a better place over the 15 years he's been in the club and, you know, he leaves a great legacy to live on um, in, in the, the Western Bulldogs Football Club and as a premiership player. So, um, he did spend a little time um, as a, um, a backline coach um, with uh, the doggies, but um, due to cost cutting during the COVID pandemic, um, he was uh, moved to another role. So um, um, I hear he's still um, here and around about um, the club in some yeah. ways. And there's also a nice little story that at the Werribee Footy Club, a couple of people had sort of got to, took the long way to get into to break into AFL ranks and that's Dale Morris and Michael Barlow from Fremantle both played at Werribee and took took a long time to for their journeys to deliver them a, a berth in AFL club they've um, set up a particular um, squad called the Morris Barlow squad and it gives people um, who've missed out on opportunities in underage footy representative footy to be identified by Werribee to play um, as VFL prospects so there's um, 30 or 40 kids down there at Werribee each year who um, haven't got to go in the traditional system and, and um, three or four of them get a chance on the VFL list for a year so a real recognition of um, the hard way and the long way that um, both those players had to go to, to break into the VFL ranks but um, a measure of um, if you if you give people um, another go another chance there's an opportunity that they'll uh, they'll make good and, and in this case Dale's end up as a legend of the footy club and a premiership player. Yep, and that's it. Absolutely. Um, so here's a, a, a 
stalwart of the club. He's, he's going to go down always as a, a premiership player for the Western Bulldogs, um, and he's a, a favourite son of of, of, all, of all the supporters. Um, so um, hopefully he's um, he's enjoying his time, all those recoveries. Um, he's, he's laying off the bone broth, hopefully, and no more ACL. Well, Nick, Nick he actually he did his PCL. There's a story in um, 2020 where he, he took his kid to the to a, um, a playground and went down a slide on the playground and he ruptured his PCL. So <laughs> I don't know what the story is there, but he's done, he's done himself another injury, Nick, but I think he's recovered by now. But yes, um, on, on and off the footy field, he, he's, he's had his worry, but um, what a story of resilience and what a story of a great clubman. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's that's about it, Chase. We, we've, we've gone through. Um, uh, we, we, we'll yeah. have a, um, a, an early night, but I think um, we'll take the opportunity to um, just um, settle into the warm glow of being a premiership contender for, for a week or so. Um, and then let, let's catch up next week while we're a bit closer to the big dance and we can have a look at the um, key selections that are made um, and have a bit of a look at the, the, um, the team matchups with the Melbourne Footy Club for um, the Doggies' chance for premiership glory. Absolutely, Jace. Um, so we'll, we'll call it a, call it a night. Um, just remember, guys, that uh, if, if make sure you pop and say hello to us on Facebook. We've got our own little Facebook page there. A couple of drop kicks on the Witten Oval. Just give that a little bit of a search. Um, don't, don't forget to pass us on to your friends. Um, any other Bulldog supporters, just you know, give them a bit of a spruik so they can come and listen to us. Um, we'd love to get some more people listening, more the merrier. Listen to two drop kicks, kicking up talking about footy. Um, and I think that's that's about it. Oh, the, oh, oh, sirens gone, Jace. Go doggies, that's it, Nick. Go doggies. Woof woof. We're up and about this week, Nick. Let's go, go doggies. Woof yeah, woof. woof. But they can't be the boy.